This is a Kansas Memory, a Kansas State Historical Society podcast featuring glimpses of Kansas history from documents in the Library and Archives collections. In our Territorial Kansas podcasts, we read from the diary of Kansas pioneer Samuel J. Reeder. Samuel began keeping a daily record of his life at the age of 13 after reading the journals of the Lewis and Clark expedition and continued faithfully until he died in 1914 at the age of 78. In 1855, when he was just 19, he moved from Illinois to Indianola, a settlement in Shawnee County north of Topeka. He fought with Lane's territorial militia at the Battle of Hickory Point in September 1856. The passages we're reading today are from Samuel's diary of 1861, when the war between the North and South is just beginning. Samuel's extended family includes Samuel's sister Eliza and her husband, Matthias Campdoris, a French physician who lived with their children in a neighboring cabin, and Samuel's widowed aunt, Eliza Cole, and her children, Francis and Eugene, who have an adjoining claim. Mrs. Cole raised Samuel and his sister, and he calls her Law. Fox is their horse's name. Samuel taught himself French and often uses French and English interchangeably as he writes, but we have translated everything into English. He always begins by recording the current temperature and wind direction, and most of his entries describe their struggle to raise livestock and produce enough crops to survive in the harsh Kansas climate. Saturday, January 5, 17 degrees, hazy warm. Law has a headache. I put a rope on Red's horns and let calf suck. All the South will secede, perhaps. I say let them go. Sunday, January 13, 1861, 32 degrees, southeast. Rainy from midnight. Damp, raw wind. I feel much better when I have some money in my purse. I fed cattle. I wrote to my father. Here is an extract from it, copied. There appears to be a great excitement in the South in consequence of the election of old, honest Abe Lincoln as President of the U.S. I hope the North will make no more compromises or in any manner directly or indirectly recede one inch from their present position, for there appears to be a daily increasing opposition feeling against slavery in the North, and concessions to the South would not only be disgraceful to us, but would not cure the matter at issue, as it would be sure to come up again in some future time and with perhaps more disastrous results in both parties. I must say for myself that secession on the part of the South is viewed by me with much pleasure. Perhaps you will call these treasonable feelings, but it is impossible for me to look with indifference on the monstrous and abominable system of human slavery in the South and to consider that those men who uphold and try to perpetuate this enslavement of a weak and unfortunate people are fellow citizens. I should look upon it as very little better were we confederated with pirates and robbers. But I have said enough about this matter, especially as I rather think you will not agree with me in all my political ideas. Rainy, cloudy. Law baked some biscuits from the new flour. Law to doctor. I played new pieces on flute. Cloudy, 37 degrees, damp, law home. Friday, 18. 18 degrees, southwest, clear, drifting wind. Changed northwest, colder. An awful time. Our dog and finger are both sick. 
I to Mrs. A, cut a lot of wood, I hunted cattle, found only Tete Rouge and couldn't drive her. I home almost tired to death from the hard walking, PM clear, about 25 degrees. I to doctor, his Gravar cow had a calf last night and froze to death also. Monday, January 28, 27 degrees, south, cloudy. Kansas not entirely admitted yet, but is safe. Kansas will be free. Thursday, January 31, 7 degrees, cloudy still, southeast, headache. We have four cats at present. I with rifle to the wolves and around my field to, to town. Got e-fill string, a nice clarified one. 15 cents a pocket. He is better. Bob Stewart's mind gone. He is no better. William Marple started for River day before yesterday, got to Ozaki, and died of cholera morbus yesterday. I home. Samuel and his family survive frigid temperatures and illness, and as winter turns into spring, they begin to put in their garden and crops. It becomes obvious that there is going to be a war. He includes long excerpts from his letters to his family in Illinois, discussing his abolitionist sympathies. Samuel's father did not support the abolitionist cause, but his brother Frank did. They are still relying on the daybook, which Samuel describes as a vile pro-slavery sheet, for their news. Word reaches Kansas Territory that the Confederate Army has attacked the U.S. fort at Charleston Harbor, South Carolina, on April 12, 1861. Saturday, April 13, white frost, clear west, 32 degrees, B to E with milk, etc. Doctor said war has begun, or will soon begin. I to woods over creek, made 16 posts, northwest clear, pleasant. Plum trees will soon be in blossom. April 19, A.D. 1861, law the headache. Fort Sumner has surrendered. I greased wagon. Doctor took it and fox to draw palings. I planted early red corn. PM, 60 degrees, law better. Elope brought horses home. I feel dizzy. B got day book in AM. I finished the planting of corn, water, and musk melons. F, sick at night. Friday, April 19. Ice, 30 degrees. Clear still. Virginia has seceded. The South, an army of 100,000. The North, raising volunteers, etc. Belote hunting his horses. Sunday, April 21. Clear South. A rain last night. Windy. I wrote to Frank Viz. The last few days, the views from the South have been of the most exciting character. It seems that civil war with its attendant miseries will be upon us in a short time. As I said before, I am not sorry to see the secession of the slave states and should not like to see them brought back either by persuasion or force. At the same time, this uprising of a powerful military force of the North may have the salutary effect of keeping the rampant fire eaters from making a raid upon the federal capital, or some similar aggression upon the border free states. Three companies have been raised at Topeka the other day, and although the President has not called upon us for troops, the Governor has offered 1,000 men. Have you, or do you, intend to volunteer? President Lincoln issued a call for 75,000 volunteers on April 15th. 
and by May 13th, Samuel has heard back that Frank has enlisted. He replies, Jim Lane has returned to Kansas. He was at Topeka the other day. They say he has orders from headquarters to retake the fort seized by the secessionist Indians and also forts in Arkansas. He will find all the men necessary for the purpose in this state, which will be several thousands. As Arkansas has seceded, he will probably meet with considerable resistance in the state. You want me to answer the questions I propounded to you in my last? Here is my answer. I think as you do, that Lincoln has taken the right way and the only way he can take, consistent with the position in which he is placed, to settle the difficulty, and all those hot-headed men of the North who wish to hurry things along without reason deserve the censure of all true citizens. I have not volunteered yet because we cannot get men enough in this neighborhood who are willing to volunteer to make a full company, 20 men. And Topeka is so far that it is not possible for me to join a company there. On May 31, 1861, Samuel received this note. Mr. Reader, sir, there will be a meeting at the Rochester's house on Saturday at early candlelight for the purpose of organizing a military company. Please tell doctor and all attend. E.D. Rose. Samuel attended the meeting and helped to organize the local men into a militia. Our next podcast will feature his personal accounts of the fighting on the Missouri-Kansas border. This has been a Kansas Memory, a Kansas Historical Society podcast. The documents used in this podcast are from Kansas Memory, a virtual repository of primary sources from our collections. The URL for this website is www.kansasmemory.org.